Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our 2018 season primer for Port Adelaide. So first off, we'll have a look at uh, how they went in 2017 and then what's uh, ahead of them for uh, 2018. So we always start off with having a look back. Uh, they finished fifth. Um, would you say that's that's good for Port, wasn't it? At the start of the year, if you said fifth, unlucky not to get top four, they take that. Yeah, definitely. I thought fifth was a good result for them. Um, they had some just really bad slip-ups in the middle of the season. Yep. Uh, going through their record as well, they... I mean, their longest streak, except for the last three rounds, which were against pretty easy-beat teams, um, was only two wins. So they struggled really? with consistency throughout the whole season. So except for the final three, they never strung three wins Yeah, together. I'm pretty sure the only, like, sort of, I mean, what would have been a, a named team would have been Western Bulldogs, but they essentially put them out of the out of the running, I think, yeah. with uh, one of the late-round wins. But, yeah, apart from that, yeah, only two wins in a row, which I found surprising. So uh, you would have, would have thought they would have been able to string some momentum together somewhere along that period because they should have been a better team than that. Yeah. Well, they had a soft draw. Um, I, I think it's fair to say, considering they didn't beat a top eight team. I was going to say, that was the thing everyone talked about all year. They never beat a top eight side. Yeah. I think they, the closest they got was they beat West Coast once when West Coast were eighth at the start of the round, but they dropped to ninth by the time they played them, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. But anyway, that's what everyone talked about. But, you know, yeah, they had a soft draw. They, they had a, I don't say soft, they had a lucky draw. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. Not, no, mm. no crime. But um, mind you, they did put a lot of the lower teams to the sword, that, which, uh, you know... That's really what it's about, is the, you finish fifth without beating a top eight side. Yeah. Um, it means you're not having those lapses. Yeah. Mm. You're not losing to, you know, the Carltons and um, and fucking Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it seems they were, they were impressed by the top eight sides because they tried to steal half their players in the off-season. So. <laughs> well, they, they went the Pokemon route, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you say they uh, only had a two-match winning streak. I think their longest losing streak was two anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. look, uh, good with the bad, but uh, they had more good than bad. Well, let's start with the good then. What were their, What was good about them um, for 2017? Um, I feel like they really pumped up themselves in the off-season. That was a good off-season <laughs> for, the, for the Port fans, I thought, and proved them to be not untrue with a big win over Sydney in SCG. In, was it round one? Yeah, round one. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that was the highlight of their, their actual season <laughs> was that round one win, uh, sort of staying out of the media absolute slaughter they would have got if they had come out yeah. and got, got pumped. Uh, it was a big win but from memory too, wasn't it? I think it was like 28 points plus up, oh, at, up at SCG at as well. SCG. And um, it was a consistent effort from them as well. So it took four quarters to um, make Sydney sort of have to lay down in the end. Yeah. I think uh, another highlight too is just putting Gold Coast to the sword twice. Uh, between both matches, Gold Coast kicked six, uh, seven, sixteen. Yeah, well, forget about the round twenty-three or round twenty-four one. That, that was nothing. The game in China, they've been pumping it up. You know, mm, yeah. there's been a lot of off the field bullshit about it. 
when it came to game day, they absolutely wiped the floor with them. I still think that a lot of that pump up from Koshy was just a veteran Bernie Eccleston sort of thing. Just Didn't care if they were hating on him as long as they're talking about the As long as they're in the media. Yeah, yeah and look, he's a, you can have fought with Koshy and there's fucking plenty to pick from, well, but uh, as a, a way, like, who else would get Port Adelaide being talked about? Like, Who's their next most known supporter? Uh, I was say uh, supporter, supporter. I was going to say, who else are you going to uh, talk about? I was going to say Matty Primus. you got to talk about. <laughs> Not Scott's Transport. I don't think they've got a booth anymore, Scott's Transport, don't they? I was looking for him um, on Sunday when I was at the cricket. It's gone. There we sure. go. Oh, that's something I have to keep an eye on this year. I wonder year, if too. it was like uh, those shows where you pick up an old storage unit, if they've got to keep all the, like, the <laughs> goons and shit inside. Oh, that'd be worth $4. Easy. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, like the, the Gold Coast uh, match in China. Yep. Brilliant idea. Brilliant executed. And... Uh, very well marketed, I thought. Not, uh, not. I don't know about locally in China because yeah, it seemed China like I didn't give a fuck. Let's no, be honest, they, they don't. No, it yeah. seems like they just took some homeless people off the street, um, and glorious leader took them in and told them to watch, and they did, if they didn't know what they're watching. Um, although it was funny, you know, he said uh, the whole thing about the Guernseys, you know, yeah, going yeah. on and on. Yeah, but, and eventually, when Koshi's realised he's fucked up, he's going, yeah, well. You won't be there next year, though. That's your choice. Yeah, yeah. Gold Coast are there this year again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, after a puppy like that, like, actually, this turned out pretty good. <laughs> Let's do that again. Um, sure, the dog this year. They should have taken the Bulldogs. I, th- I think they had a lot of highs though as well. Like Paddy Ryder was the big one for me. Yeah, yeah. obviously best and fairest. Um, he uh, pipped Sean Grigg for all Australian ruckman. Unlucky, unlucky, unlucky Sean Grigg. <laughs> Tell you what, um, Premiership ruckman. And you can tie in the winning over St Kilda with uh, Ryder over the back to Gray. Yeah. So good they were showing it on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, on a side note, I really liked ESPN picking up a lot of the like, little <laughs> tidbits from the AFL <laughs> rounds there. That was, that was actually thoroughly entertaining. I love the right. complete confusion. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but they, they revel in it. They, yeah, yeah. They but, know they got confused. And they jumped on the Brisbane Lions, I think, didn't they? I thought they were on Port. But Port, was it? Right, maybe both. One I, I saw it. It might not have even been ESPN. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. Some American show. <laughs> <laughs> Some American. Yep. It's kind of like Bill Burr doing F1. It's yeah, just, yeah. He knows he's uh, enough and he's just having fun. Just yell a bit and uh, yeah, swear. Like it. That's it. Um, pretty much how you elect a president, isn't it? Watching that, uh, the St. Kilda game, obviously St. Kilda should have won it, without a doubt. Yeah. But Port Adelaide yeah. come home with a uh, wet sail. That final play, it was. it looked like a training drill. It was yeah. that crisp and <laughs> yeah. that clean, yeah. Um, including nearly being touched on the line. It's just yeah. like amazing that that can still happen. And especially at that point of the game as well, you think that that's the exact epitome of what you do not want to give yeah. up or go wrong. So that's what you're training to not not let it happen. Don't let him want to get out of the back. Yeah, perfect tap, hits him in stride. Yeah, the kick is centimeter perfect. I don't think he's ever kicked the ball longer. Yeah, Robbie Gray. <laughs> if they actually allowed a spot buddy in an AFL, I'd swear <laughs> Saints have just made a killing off that. He, they Very don't. well could have. Oh, if they could, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I, I thought Gray was an interesting one because I thought he was a, both a low and a high. Because he's yeah. by far their best midfielder and they played him forward for yeah. most of the year. Yeah. But he did kick a few goals. He did, but he's, I mean, you don't want him forward all the time. I mean, yeah. Wingard was injured for a little bit. So yeah. um, that sort of put the pressure on him. to, And also their, their avenues to goal also came up a bit thin at times. Mm. I feel like there yeah. weren't enough consistent performers. Well, and Wingard played mid for a bit too. Yeah, he was trying most, to most of the season. Yeah, trying to uh, turn himself into more of a versatile player. But when you say avenues to goal, they had a big forward in Charlie Dixon yeah. who was menacing and a great target. 
Yeah. But there were still some games where he kicked three goals, six. Yeah, mm. yeah. And yeah. looked pretty average. And, I mean, sometimes he made Westhoff look good. So, yeah. I mean, that's never... It's a, an effort. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're lows. I'd, I would say one more high is yep. uh, beating the uh, one-way traditional rivals in uh, Collingwood. Uh, oh, yep. Massive yeah. rivalry if you talk to Port Adelaide. Yeah. Collingwood doesn't give a fuck. Could not yep. care less. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously stealing the Magpies mascot from Port even, you know, before, before Port had, had it. it. Um, sets them up there. But they managed to put them down and uh, where the prison bar's doing it. So they were pretty happy with that. Good on them. <laughs> hey, take, Again, take from what you can. Because like they got, say, the, if you're talking about the lows, it's uh, the Crows game. Well, Z- yeah, there's both the Crows games. But uh, really, I've got their lows as uh, obviously not beating a top eight side. We've already talked about that. Yep. But letting the one final get away. Exactly. That That's was that as well. Uh, mm. They should have won that. Just bad kicking. 10-16. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, and they, if, if you've got the game there, what did Charlie kick? Sorry, keep going, Brenton. Well, they got smashed around the ball, which is not usually uh, something that I would have anticipated. Uh, they lost stoppages 28-37. They lost clearances 40-50. Yeah. And still had uh, way more marks inside 50. I think they were up, up plus 10 or something with yeah. marks inside 50. Well, and they had the ball. Convert. They yeah, had yeah. the ball. Could not do it. Charlie Dixon kicked 3-6. Yeah. And by comparison, Darling, Kennedy, Petrie and Shuey are the next best kickers. Three zip, three zip, two zip, two zip. And yeah. Shuey. Um, yeah. You, it was so funny because you, you could see what's going to happen exactly before it happened. Like Someone's going to go high, there's going to be a dodgy free kick. Yeah. Yeah, he played for that free kick. They yeah. they allowed him to and a gave him... forward played for a free kick? Like, exactly. Fuck me. Oldest trick in the book. Um, and that, it was a free kick every day of the week. Yeah. Um, there's no controversy whatsoever, but um, yeah, it was, controversy. The, was the game of the of the season. I thought that it final was, extra time, 100 percent the game of the final series because yeah. I think it was the only one within QE. Yeah. The grand final wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Adelaide games, like you said, uh, they didn't uh, peel one off. No, uh, they were absolutely year, pumped in round 20. It wasn't yeah, lost even by close. 84. Well, and that's, that's going just... into a final where you're trying to pump yourselves up and. Yeah. You know, and you're looking for credibility, you know, the whole thing, having yep. been in a top eight side all year, yeah, yep. as I say. But, but all season long, they've struggled with accuracy. I mean, look at some of their scores. It's, you know, 11-15, 20-17, 12-11. Who would have thought the season after they got rid of John Butcher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they struggled with accuracy. Um, all right, then let's have a look at their list changes because they were by far the most active side um, in the off-season. So first off, let's have a look at their outs. Um Jackson Trengrove, uh, Crackers retired, Monfries is retired, Jarman Impey, Brendan Archie, Lobb, and Logan Austin, who I think played half a dozen games, but Lobb was the one that uh, they've been trying to get rid of him for a couple of years. Yep. Um, but there's a, a lot there, but no, nobody they couldn't live without except maybe Trengrove. Yeah, and I think looking at what they got in, you're like, look back, I thought Archie might have still had some utility for him, but obviously they needed to spare up some spots because uh, what they got in was kind of, uh, I don't know, it's like they're either just throwing a net at a lot of players and seeing what, what they pull up All right. or looking for another butcher. Really, I think their ins are in two categories. There's Licorice All Sorts and Tom Rockcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> They're the categories. Yep. So, Tom Rockcliffe, I, I really think he's going to be one of the most interesting players to watch this year. Yeah. Because I'm of the opinion that uh, what well, he averages 33 touches or something yep. up at Brisbane, a shit side. Yeah. Um, pretty much a terrible side since he's been there. Yeah. He won't average that many touches this year in a better side. He's going to be no. like a 26. Yeah. Um, 
because I firmly believe that he was made to look better by a terrible Brisbane side, not the other way around. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it was a lot of uh, Brisbane players couldn't be fucked being there for most of the season. Yeah. So he was one Somebody's got to get the ball. Yeah, he yeah. could see value and actually playing well with an easy team and you know, getting the fuck out of there, really. But it'd be interesting to see how they actually play him, like what their plan is for him, because they've got a lot of people that seem to be fighting for positions that they've come in. So Well, it could be that he becomes the pure midfielder that uh, they don't want Robbie Gray to be. Yeah. So maybe Robbie's spending, you know, all the time down the forward, um, yep. like like he did this year, and Tom's 100% midfield. Yeah. I think they might do with Jack Watts. Yeah. Well, let's go through the others. Uh, Jack Watts, Stephen Motlop, Trent McKenzie, and Jack Trengrove. Yeah. So why? Why? Yeah, he's got a big left boot, and why? Yeah. No, I think it's value. Like, in terms of um, what they cost them, fuck all. But it's, I don't see anybody that stands out compared to what they got rid of yeah yeah and I yeah and you look yeah. at what they've already got on the list and I mean yeah you got rid of Jackson Trengrove you picked up Jack Watt but I mean it's still like for like in a yeah. overrated player um, Jack Watts was a whipping boy at his old club um, Jack Trengrove is hardly played through injury yeah Stephen Motlop at times I thought looked like he was the mole on, yeah on <laughs> yep. like there was one game I remember we were sitting down watching him like he's had 18 touches and 16 of them have been turnovers. I remember that game. And he gave up good opportunities to make those turnovers yeah. too. It was hard work to get those turnovers. Having said that, I think he's in the finals. He played all right. But yep. he was, that was an outlier. Um, I just, I, I don't see the attraction for their ins. No. I'm not as hyped as some other media seem to be. Well, you see, I, I think it's Moneyball style. Like uh, you get Motlop, Watts, um, Trengrove, um, McKenzie's not a healer there. And McKenzie's the only one I think is decent out of that lot. Well, he's not a forward, so you know, forward power and accuracy is what they're after, which with Motlop and uh, Thomas, you're going to be uh, hoping rather than anything else, and same with Watts. But I think you, you get uh, you pick up those three, at least one of them's got to eventually come good, surely. Yeah, sure, maybe. Well, I mean, I think they're going to have a kick-ass SNFL team next year, this year, so yep, yep. quite possibly. Maybe they're going for that flag. I just they still count them as AFL premierships, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I just, they're all like, are they top twenty players? No, and I, I think they're going to just take up cap room that they don't necessarily have to do. You'd rather get a youngster, yeah. youngster in there and actually train them to what you want them to be. Which, which is why I can see Trent McKenzie. He's still got yeah. room to improve. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the others do. But you see, the same thing was said with Eddie Betts when he moved. Um, yeah, moved to Adelaide, yeah. he became a fucking unbelievable superstar. Yeah, he was even better than ever. But you know, um, that's one that worked. Yeah, yeah. and I'll, look, I'll give you another dozen that didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, we've got half a dozen there. So <laughs> by rights, there's a fifty percent chance of one of them being a superstar. <laughs> no, no, it's like judging all retarded people on Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, see, I'm, I'm a bit more optimistic. I think I don't, uh, think, I don't think Stephen Hawking can get a kick either. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I think um, at least one of the I think Jack Watts has got some upside because he had a I thought he had a decent season when he was playing with that expectation in the ruck. Yeah. Um, so I think he definitely won't be touching the ruck uh, yeah. at Port. So, but having no expectation and being able to wander around with no one knowing who the fuck he is, uh, I think it'll be pretty handy for him. Oh, they'll know who the fuck he is yep. after about round three, I reckon. No, no, because no, he, he won't be going anywhere near Port Adelaide. <laughs> he'll be hanging out in Unley. Oh, fuck no. Yeah, he'll be down with the private school boys. He's ilk. Yeah. Um, all right, let's have a look at their draw then. Uh, after the... Ended up with a soft one last year, everyone thinks. Their double-ups this year are Frio, West Coast, Adelaide, the Bulldogs, and Essendon. Um, 
I'd say that's a little bit tougher than what they had this year. But I yeah. reckon so. Essendon's a great matchup for them, yep. I think. Yeah, they need to pound the shit out of Essendon because Essendon gave them a hiding uh, in 2017. Oh, Eddie had, wasn't it? It was yeah. a walk in the park, that one. We should yeah. have mentioned that in the lows. An absolute destruction. And Essendon, everyone, everyone's thinking they're, they're on the up and up, but uh, if, if they're on the up, Port have to be on the down. Like the, there's only eight in the top eight. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they both had the same strategy, just a, years, a year apart. Like Essendon managed to polish some turds last year, so yeah. maybe Port, you know, that same sort of mindset, just grab them, see what you can scrub well, them up to look like. When it comes to the off season, these are the two teams that were um, most active. Yeah. Port more shotgun approach. Yeah. Uh, Essendon more sniper rifle. Yep. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that's a great matchup because they're going to be sort of level pegging for. Uh, expectations and I think results as well. I think they're yeah. going to be probably fighting for that. Maybe, well, actually, Port probably a bit bit ahead. Well, I'd, I'd take Port's mid over Essendon's mids. Yeah, yep. Um, all right, let's have a look then. Who is going to have a big year for them? Who are they looking for to, to carry them through their all Australian chances or just a, a surprise packet? Well, Robbie Gray obviously being the major one, but uh, you know. That's going to be the same for last three years and probably the next three as well. Well, I think Robbie Gray might actually win their leading goal kicker. Yeah. That's one out of the blue. They have to spread their goals around a lot more, I think, that mm. happened, and I think they need to do that. So as long as, yeah, if that's their intent, then he's definitely got a chance there. Well, they need to do that to justify who they picked up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think um, Ollie Wines needs to stay on the park. I think Ollie Wines needs uh, an All-Australian-type season. And yeah. he's good enough. Of course he is. He's always had the potential, but now he's getting to the age where you want to see that potential mature and mm. become, you know, the essentially the, the number one midfielder. Yeah. Now yeah. that Robbie Gray is playing more forward, if yeah. that's what they're doing. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how Power Pepper does. I think he had a brilliant season. Yeah, good good start to his year, but there yeah. were times where he got six kicks. He got found yeah. out yeah. a little yeah. bit, but yeah. that happens to every but, young player hey, coming in. First year. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Every young player coming in goes through that, and so it's about adapting your game and just adding to it over that course of time and also learning. So it'd be interesting to see yeah, what his approach is and what he's learned over the off-season. But he seems like a little hard nut, which um, I quite like. You know, the fact that uh, a young lad can come in. Some of the lads that come in never play with uh, adult men. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know they're intimidated and they're shitting bricks because they never learned to cover up. But he, uh, he went in, he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna lay motherfuckers out," yeah. and he did a few. Yeah, and fair yeah. play to that. And you know, eventually some of the players thought, "Well, not today, lad. <laughs> I'm gonna have you." And but, uh, but that's his job is to take them on. If he yeah. gets caught every now and then, so be it, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of those players play on confidence. Yeah. Um, the fact he was still willing to take them on even after having you know six kick games, yeah, I think says a lot for his potential and his uh, where his head's at. And I think just the early part of the season success for him added to that the scrutiny that he was under for the rest of the season. So yeah. people actually yeah. had a plan yeah. to sort of lock him out a bit, just so you could free up your own your own gameplay. Well, from memory. I think his first goal was 55 out at the SCG too. So yeah. that's a good way to get started. Like yeah. I say, the early, early form. Yeah. Um, second year blues is a big thing. So if he can battle through that and continue to try and take on people. Not going to trade him to them already, are they? laughing. Yeah. And I mean, you'd like to see them uh, really get something out of Jack Watt. Uh, I think that's going to be the big one the humans are going to get. It'd be, uh, where does he play? I don't know what he does. I think, yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure. Do you reckon you could throw him on the wing? No. No, fair enough. <laughs> I don't think you Hinkley anywhere. will throw him on the wing. Yeah, Hinkley might. I, I just he's a uh, inutility. It could just be like a, a back flank kind of uh, roam around that sort of area and see what well, you can do. So I think he's a depth player. He's not bad because he can. He's pretty good in a lot of positions. Yeah, I think he's pretty shit in a lot of positions. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, he's not a. He's not living up to the hype of a number one draft pick. No, we can we can lay that to <laughs> rest. Say, he's not the worst number one draft pick of all time either. But there's about. 
12 players, if they go down from best 22, he can jump in. If Port has a fully fit list... Oh, he doesn't get yeah. Guernsey. Exactly, he doesn't play. But premierships and those sort of things are made on injury lists and how you can cover them. It's depth. Yeah. It's your your average that matters more than your superstars. Otherwise, Frio would have a premiership. Yeah, or their coach. Um, all right, so who's on the outer then? Who's in trouble? I, I don't want st- to... I don't think anyone's quite in trouble yet. I think uh, we're at that point where they're still aiming high and uh, everyone's on board and everyone thinks it's going to be top four finish and potential flag tilt. But Hinkley, if anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got two lists and that's their recruits because let's yeah. face it, what's Trengrove Motlov? If they have a bad first couple of games, they're not going to see the, the yeah. uh, AFL again. Yeah. Um, their, uh, their ticket's going to be written and they're going to say, you know what, mate? We made a mistake, we'll wear that. Yeah. To be if fair, Motlov and Thomas are pretty close to home so they can just sort of, you know. Who's Thomas? Oh, Lindsay. yes, Lindsay Thomas. I didn't even put Lindsay Thomas in there because he was a late in- inclusion. Oh, fuck, that's right. <laughs> totally <laughs> forgot Lindsay that. Thomas. Holy shit. I tell you what, everyone else who was on the outer before the trade period is now just breathing <laughs> a big sigh of release. So, all right, we've got another year in me. Yeah, don't know what Lindsay Thomas is again. Um, I mean, he's the first 48-year-old that's been drafted. Uh, <laughs> no, he was drafted, wasn't he? Was he rookie uh, preseason draft? I'm not sure. Yeah, he was delisted at North. Yeah, d- yeah. Um, free agent draft or whatever it was. Yeah, picked up. What uh, wasn't a trade? Uh, no. But um, I think that's just because Port didn't want to trade anything at all. No, and he was still there, so they snapped him up. Totally forgot about Lindsay Thomas. But uh, to me, he's he's valuable. Like, they've paid nothing for him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, two years back, he was uh, half through the season in the race for the Coleman. Yeah. Been a long time since then, though. Well, year and a half. But yeah. Well, he's, he will be interesting because he got reported three times last year. He got twice in one match. And, twice in yeah. one match. And yeah. fucking deserved it. Yeah. Like, and uh, got dropped for form before that. Mm. So. Yeah. I, I actually do rate Lindsay Thomas as a player. I think uh, the legacy he's going to end up with, unfortunately, is the ducking thing. Yeah. Um, I still say he's by far not the worst bloke to do that, but yeah, he's just but been the one that's put up. You fuck one goat. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he's also one of those players where you know a couple of times last season, things... Bounce slightly the other way, and he wins the game twice. But end of the day, North Melbourne were what did they finish? Fourteenth, uh, thereabouts. Fifteenth. Uh, Fifteenth. He wasn't in the best twenty-two at North Melbourne in round <laughs> at the end of the year. Now he's gone to a top five side, and he's got to break into the best twenty-two. How many games is he going to play realistically? He'll get a game or two. Yeah. Um, if he has good games or Maybe. two, they'll be followed up. Yeah. But uh, he's one of those players that, in a good game, he'll kick six. In a bad game, he won't get near the ball. See, I think that might be the problem. He'll kick six against Gold Coast in China. Yeah. And then yeah. they'll come back and they'll play, you know, Adelaide in the Derby and he won't be seen. <laughs> I just love to see him be like a superstar in China. It'd be fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Starts doing commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I put down their recruits and you're right. If if Port don't make finals after that off-season... Oh, they're fucked. Hinkley's in trouble, sure. No, yeah. If yeah. they don't make finals, he's gone. Yeah. Like, there is no two ways about it. Um, if they don't make top four, he'll be under pressure. Yeah. Um, all right, then. So where do we think they're going to finish? You tell me. <laughs> where do I have them? I've got them at number four this this year. Um, yeah, pretty optimistic on Port. I feel like I've rubbished them through the season uh, a bit too much. So I've decided to, uh, yeah, actually dangle a bit of carrot there. You'll, you'll put him in the top four? Yeah, I think that they'll get there based on... Um, uh, having like a, a long rotation to be able to look out for a long season for them. Yeah. So I think they have the double chance and probably straight sets. I've got a minor premiers. 
Minor premiers. Minor premiers. It's a big yep. call. Surprised me too. I just uh, <laughs> had to double check that. <laughs> well, um, when you do the ladder predictor though, minor premiers is pretty much the first one you put in. Yeah. Well, no, I did the whole uh, round by round thing. Who I think to win each round. So right. like a simulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. So if I put all that into sports bet, I think it's about thirteen billion to one. So I could just you know retire on that. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm right. You need so, your own like punters tip website. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just think with their amount of ins, uh, they can cover any injuries, which to me is it, it's what makes your your top eight your top eight. Yeah, uh, being yeah. able to cover the guys that break down because every motherfucker has a game off or is playing injured at some stage. If you've got depth, you can afford to rest players rather than have them play injured and go into finals limping. Yeah, I reckon they're going to crumble under expectations. Um, and I believe that, as Terry Wallace said, they're full of list cloggers. Yeah. And that's what they've recruited is list cloggers. Yeah. They've recruited the 22nd best player from four different teams. Mm. To be so fair, I've Terry got, Wallace would be the expert on that. He had a whole team well, full of his list cloggers. He, he was right. He, he had a list cloggers um, team and, and then recruited more of them. Yeah. Um, so I've got them still finishing inside the eight, though, because they have too much raw talent. Yeah. Um, mm. Not to. Um, but I, I've got them seventh. Maybe it's a strong move by Hinkley to recruit some list cloggers so that when the, the knife falls, he can just be like, wow, it's their fault. He's got scapegoats. Yeah. Well, Sacrificial with, lambs. With their midfield, they, they should not be uh, overly concerned about being outclassed by any team. Well, Geelong probably. Yeah, probably yeah, concern, okay. yeah. that is an outlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we've all got them playing finals and one of, uh, two in the top four and one even minor premiers. Um, so it's uh, looking like an up year for Port, yeah. according to us. I thought we hated Port more than I'm, that. I might have been drunk when I picked that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, uh, Mr. Spoo, we've got to turn upside down. <laughs> upside down, upside down. If upside they come down. up, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> Bye-bye. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.